Hello, everybody. Happy New Year and welcome back to Global LPG Conversations, Argus's podcast where we focus on the latest developments in LPG markets. My name is David Appleton. I'm a vice president for LPG at Argus. And today, uh, we I'm really happy to be joined by three different members of our LPG team. And we've got our representatives from three desks in uh, London, Singapore, and Houston. What we want to do is speak a little bit to where the markets are in each of those regions in Asia Pacific, in Europe, and in the Americas as we've gone into the new year. Now, for those of you who follow the markets closely, I'm sure you're fully aware that we've had, in particular, some interesting and challenging times on the logistics side. At the end of October, of course, we had the issue originally with the Panama Canal restricting slots. We've now got issues on the Suez Canal, which to some extent became the preferred routing for products from the US to Asia Pacific. Um, but what we'll do is kind of just have a look at what's happening in each market and how all of this is, is impacting those regions. So uh, we'll start with our editor in the US in Houston, um, Amy Strahan. Hello, Amy. How are you today? Uh, yes, good afternoon. Thank you. Um, so if I can ask you to start by just recapping, firstly, if anyone who hasn't been following that closely, what was announced at the end of October by the Panama Canal Authority, and then the impact on that in terms of liftings out of the US. And also, of course, we've now got the situation in the Red Sea. What what have you been seeing with this? Uh, sure thing. Well, uh, October 2023 was the driest October on record at Panama. And so if uh, you haven't been following it, the Panama Canal Authority, uh, did reduce the number of daily transits in November to 31, uh, down from the more typical 38, due to the low lo water levels at Gatun Lake, which of course feeds the lock system. So for much of November and December, we saw more vessels loaded out of the U.S. Gulf, directing toward the Suez Canal rather than Panama, which of course is a longer 40 to 45 day transit to Asia. This also added anywhere from $75 to $100 per ton uh, to spot freight rates uh, compared with Houston Chiba rates through the Panama Canal. Uh, LPG chippers that couldn't wait for the longer transits uh, paid anywhere from a million dollars to three million dollars at auction for Panama transit slots in December, um, which of course adds another $22 to $65 per ton in costs along the Houston Chiba route. So in November, uh, estimated waiting times at Panama stretched as much as two weeks, both northbound and southbound. And as the delays also lessened vessel availability uh, along the global fleet, it also spent, sent spot fixtures uh, on Houston Chiva basis soaring as high as uh, $250 per ton in mid-November. Um, but as far as U.S. impacts, it's important to note the arbitrage to Asia remained open during the fourth quarter. Um, Vortex the tracking showed U.S. LPG shipments to Asian destinations uh, totaled uh, 2.75 million tons in November and 2.95 million tons in December, which is up 32% and 35% respectively versus what we saw in November and December of 2022. So most of these shipments went to China, South Korea, and Japan, um, which are destinations that are typically served by the faster Panama route. So U.S. shippers managed to keep exports at a steady pace despite the logistical delays. Um, that is, of course, until threats to vessels transiting the Suez Canal uh, in December uh, caused a spike in insurance costs along that route. And that left exporters uh, facing even more costly transits uh, around the Cape of Good Hope. Okay, and then so so we've obviously had these two different um, canal issues which have, have come together, um, and now we're into January into 2024. Uh, what does it mean for the U.S. market, and how is it uh, adjusting to to these changes? Sure. 
Uh, well, here in the U.S., uh, the higher shipping costs tighten net backs into Asia. So when we saw, you know, spot terminaling fees on, on cargoes out of the Gulf Coast, uh, those has risen as high as 20 cents per gallon at the end of October. Um, but they fell to an average of around six cents per gallon in December, uh, which equates to Mont Bellevue plus uh, $31 per ton. Um, propane prices at the, the benchmark uh, Mont Bellevue, Texas, uh, risen sharply in January uh, on the back of gains in, in crude and its colder weather forecast um, here in the U.S. throughout much of the country. Um, but the resulting collapse in the arbitrage to Asia, which fell below $200 per ton in the second week of January, um, actually pressured declines in VLGC freight. So um, this past week, um, Houston Chiba fixtures fell below $130 per ton uh, this week via the Panama Canal. Um, in the first couple of weeks of January, uh, at least three VLGCs loading out of the U.S. Gulf Coast uh, to Asia via Suez, um, and then another two uh, started transiting toward Indonesia versus the Cape of Good Hope. Um, so far, we've seen uh, in January, though, the majority of the rest of the vessels are still directing toward Panama um, because waiting times uh, at the Panama Canal have actually improved quite a bit. Um, and even in mid-December, we saw the, the Panama Canal Authority uh, announce it would add one daily transit slot for Neo-Panamax slots, um, but due to the ongoing water shortage, uh, it is still limiting customers to only one booking slot per customer per date effective 16th January. So for prompt booking periods uh, 15 to 30 days forward, uh, priority still given to full container ships, followed by liquefied natural gas, followed by LPG. Um, and these limits don't apply to transit slots that were won at auction. So currently, um, we are seeing uh, Panama allow 22 vessel transits per day, um, 16 via the Panamax locks, and six on the Neo-Panamax system. And of course, this month, that's going to increase to a total of 24 transits per day, uh, including seven Neo-Panamax transits, which is still well below the typical 36 transits per day uh, seen during this time of year, uh, according to PCA. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Amy. That's a really thorough overview of what's going on. So I guess if I'm to characterise the situation, it's still tight, still restricted, but perhaps not as bad as it was when the announcement was uh, first made at the at the end of October. Yes, and indeed. obviously, obviously the uh, th yeah, thanks. Obviously, the the other side of the coin here is what's happening in in Asia Pacific in terms of demand. So we'll now move over to to Singapore, where we have Esther Fua, who is head of Asia LPG for Argus. Hi, Esther. How are you today? Hi, David. Thanks. Yeah, very well. Good, good. And so um, just following on to what Amy was saying, in terms of obviously we've got these slight changes in terms of the physical flow of the, the product, and that has, of course, or must have affected the, the delivery. What What is the latest you're seeing over there? Um, actually, um, we're seeing very similar stuff that um, Amy had just described. So there's um, very consistent with um, what we're seeing here in Asia, um, as well as what um, Amy is seeing in, in the US, which is a good thing. I think given the limitations, um, we haven't seen US exports um, drop 
um, you know, anything dra dramatically. In fact, um, I think U.S. exports last year stood, um, you know, at a high of 60 million tons, which is up 15% from a year ago. And the largest market in China, uh, they they upped their imports last year by 17% um, or 4.5 million tons, which is uh, still a decent growth uh, by our estimates, given all the bad news um, and struggles that we hear out of China. But those were obviously early days uh, because the announcement came in, like you said, end October. And so we wait to see more impact this year. Um, I, I think before the transit problem started at the Panama Canal, um, you know, we were seeing typically more than 80% of the vessels, um, you know, uh, vessels going through that, that canal. And that's against the backdrop of about um, 60 VLGCs by our estimates per month moving through uh, to Asia. But when the news broke, um, I think the immediate impact uh, for Asia is, you know, AFEI, Argus Faris Index prices uh, shooting up like a knee-jerk reaction to reflect the higher freight costs via a longer route, uh, which is the Suez Canal. And back in November, I think, um, you know, from what I recall, the freight cost difference between Houston, Sheba via Panama and via Suez was about $100 at a time, which is huge. Um, if we compare that with today, that difference via the two waterways is uh, back down to $40. So in addition to this higher freight cost, um, also added into the CFR price was the cost of uncertainty. So anyone going through the Panama Canal faced the possibility of high auction fees, which is something that Amy um, also dis uh, mentioned. And um, I remember, you know, as early as December, a Japanese importer paid um, 3.9 million tons um, dollars for the uh, S auction fee. And um, that really compares with a low of about $100,000 um, a few weeks ago that, that was reported in the market. So I think that one of the problems was that sellers at the time cannot be sure how long their ship will be delayed from having a passage slot and hence incurring the ship waiting time and um, you know how much auction fees they had to pay to get a passage slot. So these factors um, naturally drove um, eight August virus index prices up towards the end of 2023, which in itself was a market function of accommodating the high freight rates and keeping the US to Asia arbitrage open. So all, all that is kind of like happening in November and first half of December. But since second half of December, uh, we started seeing the freight weakening. And with the US uh, Mont Bellevue prices going strong, supported by cold weather uh, recently, the US are... Uh, the, the U.S. arbitrage to Asia is now closed um, or, or close, quite close to closed um, because AFBI prices um, kind of crash with the falling freight. So in terms of flow, we are actually seeing an increase of vessels flowing via the Panama now um, at more than 70 percent, maybe even inching towards 80 percent for February arrival cargoes. Uh, delivered into Asia compared with about 60% in December and January. So what's interesting um, actually for, for us on the pricing side is the negotiation tactics that we're seeing from the Chinese buyers. So as you know, um, with East China located further away for voyages via the Panama, Chinese buyers uh, who in the past pay a premium over Japan delivered are now demanding to pay parity or less on the argument that such freight deviation costs no long, longer apply if the cargo came via the Suez now. Um, and, you know, because demand in Asia has been very weak, so the buyer seems to be getting that way because overall demand is uh, so underwhelming that the market 
isn't really supportive of higher prices. Right. So I, I think see, um, yeah. going forward, right, the shift towards flow via the Panama or Suez could become a dynamic thing on its own. So we have to always consider um, deliver values into Japan and China as separate and independent from each other um, because, you know, increasingly they're going to flow from separate waterways. Um, yeah. Right. Instead okay, of being a freight yeah. function of each other. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got this uh, this kind of dichotomy of the two different directions now, which uh, I'm sure makes assessing the market all the more challenging uh, as yes. well. Um, yes. You, be, you you mentioned there about the the lack of demand in Asia Pacific, and um, there's been a lot of talk, obviously, over the last uh, few months about difficulties in the petrochemical sector with negative margins. Uh, and so forth. So, so what's the latest news, news from that? Is it is all basically the, the same kind of story or is there any turning of the corner? Yeah, it is, you know, mostly still the same kind of story, I'm afraid. But despite the difficult times, I, again, I want to stress that China did decently at the end of 2023 with a decent 17% uh, increase, right, from 2022. Um, but Still, at the end of you know, at the end of the year, we saw PDH margins still negative, uh, most of, mostly, and PDH run rates under seventy percent. What we expect for this year is the further erosion of these margins because new, new and additional steam cracker and PDH capacity will continue to come online, uh, which will make it more competitive for existing PDH in the downstream chemical sectors. So, you know, we, 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 we will see fresh LPG demand coming from new PDH plants that will uh, come on stream this year and inject an additional LPG demand of maybe 5.5 million tons. I think you're aware man, many of these plants are delayed from, were delayed from uh, coming up last year. And so they're delayed to this year. Um, and from the supply side, US export and production growth, I think will drop this year which could keep LPG prices up and squeeze LPDH margins as well. So having said that, um, one must not forget um, you know, about the potential supply that we are seeing from Iran. In fact, um, I found it very interesting uh, looking at some uh, figures that Iranian exports actually doubled, almost doubled last year um, from about 5.5 to 10, 11 million tons last year, depending on which tracking service you use. But um, it's a very substantial increase from Iran, um, and I think most of which we can safely say is being shipped to China, and we expect to see that continue this year. So all in all, the China LPG market um, will definitely stay extremely sensitive to import prices in order to stay viable or even risk shutting down. Okay, yeah. brilliant. Thanks very, thanks very much, Esther. And uh, I'm sure this is something that you'll be keeping a close eye on uh, throughout the years from our teams in Singapore and then in China as well. And then uh, just to finish up, we'll go over to London. Of course, Europe is a, a really important LPG market. And sometimes I feel possibly we forget just how important it is. So I'm very happy to have today um, F. Karis uh, uh, Ziru, who's our senior reporter on the London desk. Hello, F. Karis. Hi, David. Yes. And I, be I believe this is your first time on Global LPG Conversations, so, so so welcome. And I just want to start with uh, a question referring to the specifically to the European market. I believe propane and butane ended 2023 um, pretty weak relative uh, to crude, I guess, to some extent in line with the, the large amount of availability that we have globally. And um, how is how's the year started? It is actually pretty cold here in London. Is that leading to higher um, prices on the on the SIFARA large cargo basis? Mm. 
yes, you'd be correct to believe that both propane and butane ended last year on a weak note. Mild weather towards the end of 2023 in Europe capped most buying that typically emerges around winter time, which is used as a heating fuel. At the same time, Panama Canal restrictions had a severe effect on US exports to Europe. As we heard from Amy, the resulting queue meant that vessels had to find alternative routes, complicating deliveries to the east and adding a great lot to the transportation cost. As a result of this, we saw several vessel reroutes and it made financial sense for US product sellers to offer into Europe. Unfortunately, they offered at a period of time when demand was really tepid and had to table cargoes at a discount to prompt paper to attract any buying. This kept propane prices at very low levels for the season and have hovered at the relatively low level so far this winter. On the weather side, it's freezing right now in London and we've been hearing from contacts that it's even colder in mainland Europe. Smaller lots have seen some uptick in demand and propane rail cars, which are sold inland from terminals that import large cargoes on the seaborne market, jumped more than $40 over the past week. But large cargoes are still very weak, with the price relative to crude around low 80s from high 80s um, this time last year. Looking ahead, early forecasts indicate that the current cold snap will end soon, but icy conditions could return and last till mid-February for most of Northwest Europe. Average or below average temperatures will most definitely buoy the market sentiment, at least for propane, plus the lighter grade is also expected to see some restocking soon. I've been hearing from contacts that February might be more active but the only certain thing is that the European market will remain <clears throat> extremely volatile over the, over the coming months. Okay, very interesting. And then um, if we just briefly return to our first topic here, which is around flows and the, the canals and so forth, that obviously Europe sits much uh, physically closer to the US uh, than Asia and doesn't have that bottleneck. And so what sort of impact has resulted from, from that in terms of the trade flows? And what do you think will be the impact in sort of the coming quarter? Mm. Yeah, so recently we have seen a few more um, US loaded vessels go through the Panama Canal. We have been closely monitoring the passage and the latest data for January show that about 35% of all US LPG exports were able to go via the canal so far this month, obviously, uh, compared with 33% in December and only 26% in November. So this has alleviated some of the downwards pressure in Northwest Europe. And if demand picks up significantly, we might see the market strengthening. Okay, brilliant. Um, thank you very much. Uh, Karis, thanks Amy and thanks Esther. It's really great to hear from you all and I'm sure those uh, insights will be very useful to our listeners. Just to note that obviously these topics are important to the global LPG markets, therefore Argus covers them both in international LPG, our daily pricing report, um, and I would like to note that in Argus LPG world there was some really excellent analysis with the outlook for 2024 
uh, and uh, ideas about what's going to be affecting the market uh, in the coming months, which was covered uh, this week. And of course, we also have the Argus LPG Outlook, which has our price forecast in it as well. So don't hesitate to get in touch with us if you're interested in any of those reports. Uh, thanks again very much, everybody. Um, and uh, we'll wrap things up there.